Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the show. I'm so excited for this week's guest. We have Allison Cohen on. She's a certified holistic health coach and intuitive life coach. She's also the founder of Transform Coaching, where she helps her clients reconnect to their worth and break up with burnout, something you guys know I'm also very familiar with. So, Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. When we first like started um, following each other on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much in common here. Uh, so I'm so excited to have you on and to kind of get talking and have people learn from your experience. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your story, um, your background, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, of course. So I am from New York, born and raised. I'm still there right now. Um, I went to the University of Michigan, and that was really when I started sort of getting into holistic health and wellness because my freshman year at college, I developed IBS and SIBO, which if you're familiar with gut issues, a lot of times IBS is actually the underlying or the root cause of that is SIBO. So that was when I really started to dive into holistic health because I started working with an applied kinesthesiologist. Um, and he sort of viewed the person as a whole, as opposed to just treating the mm. issue. I'd gone to a lot of, um, a couple of different, um, gastroenterologists and they just, they didn't, they couldn't find a problem. And a lot of times, I don't know if you know this, but when you have IBS, that is simply just a, a classification of, a disorder when they don't really know what you have and they don't really know what to tell you. And so when I went to him, diagnosed me with SIBO and actually had sort of the protocols to help get me on track. And that included me really focusing on my diet and restoring my gut. So I cut out all processed foods. Um, I took out gluten, dairy, refined sugars, which I pretty much still stick to that diet now because it's what makes me feel my best. Um, you know, working with supplements, and meditation and breathwork and stuff like that. Um, and that was when I really was like woken up to the fact that your health is so important. And I became very passionate about it. Um, I like became the vice president of the gut health group at Michigan, <laughs> um, which is something a lot of people don't know about me. But it was like, it's so interesting for me now to see all the progress in that space because when I was mm -hmm. doing like when I first got into it there was nobody like no we couldn't get people to come to our meetings no one like <laughs> no one would show up it was very there was a lot of um sort of it was very stigmatized and no one wanted to sort of discuss sort of like the not so pretty parts of it and so it's amazing now to see the progress but that was really when I started getting into holistic health the thing was was that because I felt so out of control of my body um, and at the same time was restricting a lot of the foods, I sort of fell into disordered eating thoughts, behaviors, 
Um, and I was obviously lucky enough that they weren't super severe, but they definitely were a big portion of my life. And it was a, it took up a lot of brain space. And that I think was when I really started getting a little bit more into the personal development space. Um, and towards the end of college, my senior year, so that, that was during COVID, um, I, one, was sort of struggling with the disordered eating. Two, I, because of COVID, sort of lost a lot of the things that in the past I had been tying my worth to, which at the time I hadn't realized it, but things like I lost my job offer that I was supposed to have for um, graduation. Um, I lost a lot of my social life because of COVID and just the particular sort of housing situation I was in. Um, and I really, once I sort of lost all those things that I had been tying my worth to, I was like, I realized that I something needed to change and that I wasn't actually as confident as I thought I was. I didn't have the self-worth that I thought I had. And at the time, I didn't even realize that it was a self-worth problem, but I just realized that I did not feel good about myself on a day-to-day basis. And that I was feeling really lost, really confused. Um, and so I ended up finding a spiritual coach through Instagram, actually. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> And she completely changed my life. She sort of introduced Mm -hmm. me to the world of spirituality, um, to self-love, what that truly meant, um, to the idea of self-worth, to the abundance mindset. um, And really working with her created so much transformation in me. I became such a different person and within a pretty short amount of time, like a lot of the limiting beliefs that I had held, I didn't even think anymore. I really changed so much. And that was when I realized that that was sort of what I wanted to do because it literally changed my life. Um, And so right around that time, I also decided to get a certification in holistic health and holistic nutrition. But at the same time, I also got a job offer from a company in New York within private banking. And that job, I would say was probably the exact job that I, the past version of me, like a year Mm. before I got it, had tried to manifest for myself. And so when it came on, came in, I was like, I like, I have to take this. This is literally Mm -hmm. my manifestation. This is meant for me. Um, I got a lot of signs. I remember I got, I, I think it was either the interview or I got the job acceptance on 3-3. So it was like a lot of angel <laughs> numbers, all of that good stuff. I was like, there's just so many signs that I have to take this job. But I think deep down, I knew that I knew it was going to be hard. And I knew that it was it was going to be a lot of lessons. And what I found working there was that that environment, that external environment was almost like a mirror to what my internal environment used to be before I did the healing work. Mm. So it was all that pressure, that stress, that perfectionism. um, And being in that space led to two things. One was me burning out um, because I was truly out of alignment with myself. And the second thing was that I realized that I no longer wanted that to be my story. I no longer wanted to play into the victim mindset. I no longer want to play into perfectionism, the all or nothing mindset, the people pleasing, like that was no longer who I was. And I really believe that was sort of like the final test from the universe or the final thing that it brought to me to show me 
what I truly wanted. Um, and so I ended up leaving my job in private banking and then becoming a full-time coach. And I started off just sort of feeling it out and feeling into like holistic health, feeling in, into um, intuitive wellness, because that's something I'm, I have really been able to utilize a lot. And it has been super beneficial to my personal growth journey, both within the wellness space and the mindset space. Um, mm -hmm. And then finally, I sort of landed on the fact that burnout was truly the thing that I had a lot of experience in. And I felt <laughs> it's sort of underrepresented right now because I, I think there's actually a lot of stigma around it because it's sort of viewed as something that's weak when in actual. And so people are scared to talk about it. But in actuality, what I just really teach and what I, I tell my clients is that burnout just equals out of alignment. And it's the resistance that's created by being out of alignment with yourself that creates burnout. And so you can be working like a nine to five at home, not crazy hours, but if it's not aligned to you, you're going to feel exhausted at the end of the day because of the resistance that's continuously showing up in your life. Um, and so I really felt like this was a space that needed someone to tap into it and to really help people sort of own that the fact that when they are out of alignment, that it's okay to sort of admit that that's the case and take action to help them get to a place where they are standing in their power, um, standing in their worth. Um, and yeah, and so far it's just, it's been amazing. So I, I'm so excited to continue to talk about it and to be here and to share sort of more of my experience. I love it. It's beautiful. And it's insane the amount of um, similarities that I find in your story and in mine, um, which is, I also think, not a coincidence in all that you said about all the like limiting beliefs that we have that we need to let go of. Like a lot of women that have IBS, SIBO, um, have similarities and tendencies of like wanting reward from the outside and um, as you said, now being a holistic health coach, it's like you see the person as a whole, right? And I wonder if like knowing what you know now, what would be, and especially what you went through, thank you so much for sharing with elimination diets and things. I had a similar experience where I kind of went totally the other way, where it was like almost went into a little bit of binging because it was like I restricted mm -hmm. myself for so long and it was so difficult. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, let's say you were you know, somebody comes to you and has, yes, burnout and the out of alignment. I love the way you're saying that. We're definitely going to get into that. But looking at somebody as with gut health and that might be like, okay, apparently I have to start an elimination diet. Like how would you help somebody through that today? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have found, and this is something really interesting actually, because so I went on this diet. I have a, I have a friend who went on this diet. I have a couple of other women that I know who have went on this diet and a lot of them have suffered with disordered eating. All of them actually have suffered with disordered eating thoughts, um, because of it. And my brother recently went on it for, um, his acne. And it's crazy how he, as a man who doesn't, isn't as controlled by, you know, thoughts about food and what their body looks like and all of that, he completely, he just eats more or he like, there's no, he doesn't, it doesn't really affect him. And it really goes mm. to show that a lot of it has to do with how as a woman we're conditioned and a lot of that self-worth and also exactly to your point, sort of how that 
a lot of times IBS or gut issues are sort of like the physical manifestation of sort of the worth wound. And so it's mm -hmm. all connected. And a lot of people who have gut issues also have disordered eating and vice versa. It's like there's a percentage, I think it's in like the 90 something percent of people who have gut issues also have uh, disordered eating, which is mm -hmm. really interesting. So it's mm -hmm. all really connected. Um, but I really do believe that eating no processed foods is like the best thing that you can do for yourself. And it's a really hard transition, especially as a woman, because all of a sudden you're not eating as much. All of a sudden, you know, you start sort of seeing changes to your body and that you, that makes you sort of overthink it in one way or the other. Um, and I mean, I really think that, and I've tried to go to um, my, the person I used to work with and, or I haven't tried to, I have thought to go to, I haven't yet to do it, but to say that really the people who are, if you're putting a woman on a diet and a man as well, but especially I think women, just because of our culture that is very restrictive and causes you to sort of be over um, focused, overly focused on what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, mm -hmm. what your body looks like, you should be giving them a resource to work with a coach. Um, because I think that, again, one, the people who tend to have to go on these diets already are suffering with a lot of self-worth issues, typically, not always, but typically. Um, and two, even if you aren't, the amount of fixation on it is not normal and you need someone to support you and to vent to. I think that a lot of the problems that yeah. you feel like you're the only one going through that experience, mm -hmm. um, especially that's how I felt because at the time I didn't know anybody else who was going on like an elimination diet. I didn't know who to confide in if they had experienced that much weight loss. Um, and I think you need someone to vent to and someone to sort of not bounce ideas off of, but like be able to explain what's going on and have an outside view of if that's okay. So I really think that, you know, it needs to be one, I think like gradual and gradually introducing stuff. But I do think that the elimination diet is beneficial, or I think no processed foods is really beneficial. Um, and I think that people should be working with a coach is the truth. I think that it's much more typically than just the physical thing that's going on with gut issues. And so you really need to be working with someone who's not only going to support you with the physical, um, or you can work with someone who only supports you with the physical, but then in addition, be su having someone that supports you with the mental aspect of it, mm -hmm. um, because it's really, really challenging. And a lot of times you kind of get in your head like, oh, I'll go on the elimination diet for like two weeks. That's what they always like say, like, oh, you start with like two weeks or a month or whatever. And it ends up being a really, really long journey. And mm -hmm. I do think that you need sort of that emotional support through it. I don't think it's enough just to do it by yourself. Yeah, I completely agree, especially because on social media, it's so much like there's this two week thing or two month protocol mm -hmm. and then like all your problems will be solved. And then every time you get at the end of that protocol, you're like, mm, no, like I still have bloating. I still have like these different things. Like, why is it not solved? Is something wrong with me? And so I agree, like the one-on-one -on -one, having somebody that can help that mental emotional support is so interesting uh, or so important. And what is so interesting is that you said uh, often it's a manifestation of living out of alignment, which for me was 100% what happened. Like I knew I was 
being given so many signs that I needed to let go of the previous company that I founded and that I needed to start something else. And it was like, when it's especially I think in this situation, because it was my baby at the time, it was so difficult to let go. But talk to us about what are like some of the signs that you had knowing that you were going out of alignment or maybe for somebody who's just thinking like, hey, I might actually be burnt out. What does that mean? What does that look like? What are some things I can look out for to be able to make a change? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, so I say that there's usually two. Th well, there's three things really that I, I think try to or are the things that give you signals that something may be out of alignment because again, burnout is out of alignment. Um, and the first is your body. So what is going on with your body? Are you having like those physical symptoms of, for me, um, like I would every, every single Thursday, I would feel like really tired and out of it for a little bit. And then I'd just like break out an eczema on my cheeks because oh I was gosh. just really exhausted, which was really interesting. Um, so are you having, you know, fatigue, exhaustion, breakouts, whether it be acne or eczema, are you getting sick a lot? Because that's sort of your immune system is suppressed. Um, is your nervous system out of whack? Uh, are you getting gut issues? Gut issues can a hundred percent be a manifestation of um, burnout. Do you, are you having hormonal imbalances? Again, that can be something, um, tension in like the neck, the head. I had like shooting pains like up my shoulder, um, mm. which started I also always wore my bag on that shoulder. So I, I bet it had something to do with that as well, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it was also hundred percent just like the tension and the stress sort of manifesting. Yeah. Um, so like tension there, headaches, um, sort of all those things that just like, if your body doesn't feel good, it's because something's not in alignment. And so mm -hmm. that's really, you know, if there, if you're getting a lot of, a lot of symptoms that are coming from your body it's a warning sign that something's out of alignment. It may not be your job. It could be the relationship you're in. It could be, you know, the workouts you're doing, but something's out of alignment and your body's trying to like scream that at you. And that's why it hurts or that's mm -hmm. why it doesn't feel good. Um, so your body, and then the two others are your soul and then the universe. And because what happens is like your mind, your mind sort of takes all of the stimulus it's getting and creates thoughts but sometimes it's hard to tell what thoughts are true, what what thoughts are sort of like intrusive, what. So mm -hmm. a lot of times referring to either the body, the soul or the universe, I think, creates so much more clarity. And so the soul is really your intuition. And a lot of times that's sort of just like your gut feeling like this isn't right for me. This doesn't feel good. I don't really feel safe. I don't feel like I can be my full authentic self here. You know, you, you kind of have just that that feeling or that nagging like. Mm -hmm. knowing. Um, so that's the soul. And then the last is the universe. And I, <laughs> the universe typically comes last. It's like, if you aren't listening to your body and you aren't listening to your intuition, mm -hmm. the universe will throw you some crazy stuff to sort of try to be like, <laughs> no, you're not in alignment. Like this has gone on too long. And I definitely experienced that. I've experienced that many times in my life. Um, and all of them have been blessings in disguise for sure. Yeah. But like if something really bad happens or things just aren't going your way, it feels like there's a ton of blocks, a ton of challenges coming your way. It's likely because 
you're not in alignment and the universe is kind of trying to like push you towards a different path or push you more into alignment um as well as sort of like especially in your career if like you set these specific goals within that career so like for example getting a promotion and you find there's just like continuous obstacle after obstacle or challenge after challenge you can you might seem to almost get it and then you don't get it um that may be of course like if you know it's truly right for you like sometimes um challenges do just come up but if it sort of feels like it's kind of trying to push you in a different direction like it probably the universe is probably trying to be like this isn't the right place for you there's better opportunity out there um mm -hmm. and so those are sort of the things that i would look for yeah i love that and i think often it's easier for people to listen to the universe because it can be so easy to not listen to your body and to be like okay well yeah i'm a little tired like everybody's tired that's why there's coffee like i think just the way that our society functions right is so mm -hmm. and then also it can be so hard to listen to your intuition because there's a million different things going on and like with whether it's social media or the news or things happening around your family and friends and work and so it's hard to take the time to really just sit with yourself and actually familiarize yourself with that word again or with that feeling again. I said word because intuition is my word of the year um, for 2023. Oh, really? Oh, um, yeah, I needed, I, I needed to reconnect to it in a deeper way. Um, I left uh, my old company in July 2022. And so this, you know, I was like in a bit of a moment of a transition. We got married, mm -hmm. different things. And this year was about like, okay, like really coming back and and connecting to it and listening to it also, especially after I also had SIBO. And so going through all these elimination diets of like somebody else telling you like, do this and it's going to work. And I'm like, hello, it's not mm -hmm. working. Like, <laughs> you know, there's something else. And that's where I loved what you said about how some of these can be a manifestation of basically misalignment, because I mm -hmm. really think that's happening to me. And I talked to, you know, different functional doctors and TCM doctors. And I was like, this is actually not about food for me. I mean, yes, of course, it's super important to not eat, you know, uh, as you said, processed foods and all these things and important to have a healthy relationship with nutrition and, and making sure that you're fueling yourself up with the best kind of nourishment. And I think a lot of these have a much more, um, yeah, mental, emotional and spiritual aspect of it. And so for somebody that's like, you know, hearing this maybe and saying, okay, this is me, like I'm totally out of alignment. I'm seeing the signs. I'm starting to understand and put the pieces together. What are some of the things that you recommend to someone that's like, whether it's somebody coming to you or, or just, you know, listening here thinking, how do I then take a few steps towards becoming more aligned if I even like know what that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so alignment is truly just is living in a way that allows you to be your most authentic self. And the problem that I find that most people have is that they are disconnected from the self. And that was yeah. my issue. And I I thought that I had all of this self-worth, all this confidence, all these things, because I actually just had high self-esteem, which was that I was good at school and I was good at the sports mm -hmm. I played and I did have a good social life. And I tied my worth to all those things. And I was like, there's no way I'm not confident. Like, 
I I am confident. Like I I like who I am, but I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one thing and the number one thing that I I teach my clients and that I work on with my clients is first reconnecting to yourself. It's a journey. It's I mean, I I connect more with myself every single day and through every single experience I have, whether that's like through self-love or whether that's through a really difficult challenge. And the one thing that I have found, um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a coach, but because I personally work with a lot of coaches, is that the number one thing that I really suggest for connecting deeper to yourself, yes, doing the journaling work, amazing doing the meditating, doing the breath work, all amazing. And I do all of those. And those were all a huge part of my journey. But I do not think that I would be anywhere close to who I am today, or know myself anywhere close to as deeply as I know myself today without working with the coaches that I've worked mm-hmm. with. And I truly believe that when you work with people who have connected to themselves deeper than you have, they invite you into that, that level of connection to self for that sort of period of time that you're in their presence. Mm-hmm. And they really, it's it's almost like learning a new language. And it's like, you're never going to be great at it unless you go and live there, unless you like go and live in the country that speaks it. Um, and so <laughs> being with someone who speaks the language of being deeply connected to self allows you into that space to open you up to understanding how you are supposed to be talking to yourself, how you're supposed to be treating yourself, what practices work, um, and especially working with someone who is more intuitive or a spiritual coach has been really, really transformational for me. And those are the only coaches I've really worked with, whether it's a business coach, whether it's um, a personal development coach, whether it's a health and wellness coach, like they all have that element of spirituality um, because it really is all about just having access to to someone who has met themselves that deeply and for me something that has also been really that I have learned through working with these coaches is doing things like the inner child work mm-hmm. um doing things like energy healing cord cutting all of those have been really transformational for me um and as I've worked with them more and more and seen how they do it and how they work with me to do it, I've begun to learn how to do it myself. And that's how I really learned how to do it to first to myself. And then I began doing it to clients. And so it really is reconnecting to yourself and to your worth and working through the limiting beliefs, because all those, all those past traumas that you're pushing down, all of the limiting beliefs that you're pushing down, all of the negative emotions that you aren't willing to accept, you aren't allowing to surface or what are being stored in your body. And I don't know if you've heard of like that, where it's like, it's like dis dash ease, like instead of disease. Yeah, disease. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's just the dis ease in your body that mm-hmm. the, the lack of har- the areas where there's not harmony in the body. And so that truly is connected to self. And when I first started doing my, um, my page of my health and wellness coaching, the first sort of offer that I had done was, to actually sort of teach people how to intuitively, uh, like intuitive health and wellness. So how to understand Mm. their own cues, how to provide for themselves, because exactly what you were saying, nobody can tell you really what's wrong with you and what's going on. Mm -mm. Only you know that. 
And it's mm -hmm. your ability to connect with the body, to connect with the soul, to connect with um, sort of the emotions that are coming up when you think about like that gut pain, when you experience that gut pain, what were you just thinking about? What what did you just do that may have been like self-sabotaging, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. And only you can really do that. And it really is a skill that you can learn and it can amplify not only your health and wellness, but your entire life and allow you to really live in alignment with your inner self and your physical self because all of it's connected. So really have that mind, body, soul be in alignment and be working optimally so that your life can be as easy and as abundant as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I loved everything you said. And I think, especially as coaches, it's so important for us to continue to be coached, right? Like mm -hmm. as we continue to help others for us to continue to help and grow with ourselves. And I love the combination. Like I also, you know, do some like more talk therapy with uh, a spiritual coach, but then also receive a lot of uh, Reiki and energy healing. And the mix also is so beautiful because you're able to like sometimes just let go and receive and let the energy do its thing. And then other times really more cognitively, like make sense of it and understand, as you said, some of the limiting beliefs that you have and yeah, and how you can kind of move on from that. So you talked a little bit about, um, you know, being great at school and great in sports. And so you had a little bit, I guess, this limiting belief that that was what was making you worthy, right? All the external mm -hmm. I totally feel you because this was me too. Um, how does this, like, does it ever creep back up in your life today? You know, what does it look like? What are some of the tools that you have to notice it and maybe reframe it if it comes up? I, of course, it still comes up. <laughs> um, I, It's something that I dealt with for 20 years of my life. Um, and what I like to say is sort of that, and I was just talking to a client about this. I was just talking to a friend about this, but that, it's not about the thoughts that you have because thoughts will continue to come up. There are intrusive thoughts that you don't really want to think, but they they pop into your head. And it's the way that you react to them. And that's the biggest difference for me now is that my reaction to these thoughts is so different. And it is always first, I don't, this isn't my thought. I don't need to accept this as my truth. Um, and then moving into, okay, what do I want to accept as my truth? Um, and sort of creating mm -hmm. like affirmation from that. So something like I am inherently worthy of love and success um, and understand that that's the, that's the belief I want to operate from. And then trying to take action as a version of myself who truly believes that as quickly as possible. Because your actions train your your mind and your body, what you believe. It becomes your habits. It becomes the way you show up in your life. And a lot of times it can be super uncomfortable to actually <laughs> act as that person. Um, and for me personally right now, like a lot of this stuff does come up in my business. So a lot of times like I'll, I'll face procrastination because a limiting belief will come in and I just have to be like, I'm going to still do the thing that I promised myself I would do because I'm mm. teaching myself it's not that hard and that I am worthy of the result that will come from this. Mm -hmm. And so even if it takes me like 30 minutes to write like one comment on a post or something, I will force myself to do it because the next time it will take me 20 minutes, the next time it will take me 10 minutes. And then before I know it, it's just a habit. 
And so acting as the person who believes what you want to believe is really, Mm -hmm. really big. And again, like it's the reaction, not the thought itself that matters. And sort of what you were talking about, about um, sort of external validation being where my worth, where I was placing my worth, especially if that, if that is resonating with someone who's listening and they're like, yeah, this is me. And how do I, I change that? And how do I act differently from how I'm currently acting? Or how do I believe something from what I currently believe? The reliance on external reward and validation is the result of not having your emotional needs met. Um, And this is something that people sort of develop during childhood, because what would happen is if your parent or guardian couldn't emotionally provide for you, and because you were so young, you would find something else to sort of provide that emotional need for you. So for example, if you needed love and your, your mom was working and she couldn't give you that love at the moment, you would go and f- try to find love through something else external because you hadn't yet been taught how to, how to emotionally provide for yourself yet. However, in our world of like overconsumption and social media with just so much access to all this stuff, in this day and age, it's so much easier to continue with using those external things as like band-aids to actually meeting our own emotional needs that a lot of us don't take the time to actually learn how to do that. And so an example I like always say, and I love to say, and I think that it makes it really relatable and everyone be like, oh, is like as a child, if when you went to bed, right, and you were sort of scared or you felt lonely, right? But your parents couldn't be there because your parents like, no, you sleep in your own room. Um, And so instead of them being there with you to make you feel safe and to make you feel loved and to make you feel less lonely, they would give you like a teddy bear or a blanket or a pillow. Mm -hmm. And you get really attached to that because that thing is actually band-aiding that emotional need. It's filling that void for you. And if you don't actually do the work to learn how to show yourself love, to learn how to make yourself feel safe, you will continue to rely either. I mean, some people I know still have their teddy bears and their pillows that they sleep with. Um, And even if that's not the case, like maybe you, it turns into you jumping from relationship to relationship because you need that person there to make you feel that way. And so it truly is learning how to meet your emotional needs yourself so that you don't have to rely on those external forms of validation and reward. Um, So if that's like the issue that you find is really sort of causing a lot of your limiting beliefs and fears. It really is about learning how to emotionally provide for yourself. And again, that's really learning yourself inside and out because that way you know Mm -hmm. when your body, your mind, your soul is asking for something and then you know exactly how to provide for it because you're so in touch with it um, and because Mm -hmm. you have such a deep relationship with it. What's an example of um, maybe whether it's like a client you've had or even your personal of like something they used to do versus now understanding okay, this is actually what my emotional need is and this is what I'm giving to myself. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, so one of my clients had a belief that, you know, her her value was, was in the way that she looked. And so that many times manifested into her really caring about her appearance, um, really caring about the way that people talked about her appearance, Um, And that limiting belief that her worth was in her appearance and doing the work, she was able to actually 
realized that the reason that she was sort of um, so obsessed with her looks was because she believed that all of her value was within that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was taking back her power and realizing that she wants to be someone who is known for who they are as a person and for the value that they provide, whether that be like intellectually or whether that be the way that she gives love or whether that just Mm. be like her presence. And so really first, it's really about she, when we first started working there, didn't even realize that that was really the limiting belief that was going on. And then Mm. once she did, it was sort of identifying who, what her true purpose is, what she really wants to call into her life. And then continuing to sort of to act as that person Mm -hmm. who is valued for who she is as a person for the love that she provides for you know her intelligence for what she adds to a conversation and making sure to create boundaries around that as well and you know telling people I don't like when you speak to me only about my appearance I Mm -hmm. really want to make sure that I am engaged in conversations that are deeper with you than simply just you know maybe what I'm wearing or whatever um and so she's really been able to shift into whereas before she all her worth was in sort of her external appearance she's been able to shift into creating relationships and creating the version of herself that Because you know what it truly is? It's really her creating the version of herself that wants to be known for more than her looks. Yeah, And it's that shift of internally realizing that that belief no longer served her. And that was was based on past desires and past beliefs. Mm -hmm. And now understanding that the person that she wants to be is someone who's valued for so much more than that and acting as that person. So whether that be like creating boundaries, Um, altering relationships, just the way she speaks to herself, um, as Mm -hmm. opposed to always being focused on her own looks, like where can she focus on her internal worth? Mm. Um, And so that's been really great to see as well. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good example. That's beautiful. Going into intuitive life coaching, can you talk a little bit about um, what that looks like if you incorporate it like with the same clients that come to you for holistic health in general. Um, yeah. What does it look like? Yeah. Um, so when I had been working with my spiritual coach, she did a lot of intuitive work. And what I found was that it was so comforting to me because Mm -hmm. I no longer felt, I felt understood and I no longer felt like crazy. I was like, Oh, (laughs) she also got that. So I'm not crazy. I'm not just making Mm -hmm. this up she knows, like she knows who I am. And so I really fell in love with that. And that was something I, I just before I even started coaching sort of just started kind of trying to tap into my intuition um, and be able to do that for myself because I love the way it made me feel when I was um, a client and I wanted to be able to do that for myself. Um, and then as I began coaching, I, I do incorporate it. I personally believe, I think that everyone sort of has different intuitive gifts. I can intuitively with others, identify or ask questions that reveal limiting beliefs and fears that they're holding on to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can intuitively sort of tap into that. And so a lot of times before a session with a client, I will do an intuitive reading and just see what I what I Mm -hmm. gather. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never really bring it up first. It's more so Mm -hmm. um, one like if if they say something that completely aligns with what I wrote, which happens a lot of the times, I'll say mm-hmm. it because I feel like that helps them 
it helps them feel understood and comforted that I already had picked up on that. And it's yeah. like just such beautiful confirmation for both of us that the work we're doing is, is really impactful and it's, it's really um, aligned. And then two, sort of, if we get to a place where like, we're in the middle of a call, they don't really know what else to talk about. They don't know what else to do. They, we feel kind of stuck. I can also bring that up and talk mm. about that. And I think it's just a really, I find it to be an amazing part of sort of the coaching. And I, it for me makes it really fun. I, I hope it also <laughs> makes it really fun for my clients. Um, but I have done a couple of readings and stuff on my page a couple of times. But yeah, sort of figuring out how to continue working that in, but that's what I like to do right now. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think people are seeking this kind of thing for sure. Uh, I see it just having done, grown more of the Reiki side of my practice that mm -hmm. it's something, you know, some when somebody's on a table or even in a session of like distance Reiki, you can, yeah, feel things, understand things. And I, f I feel you with the fact that there's also like people that are really responsive to it or after a session, we'll be like, so like, what did, what did you hear? Like, what did, what do you know? <laughs> tell me. Mm -hmm. And then people who are more like, will tell you what they experience and then might ask mm -hmm. you back or not. Um, but I think it's so important. And it's, as you said, it's like just affirming to feel something and then to have somebody on the other side feel it too. So I exactly. love that. Allison, I can't believe this is almost, we're almost at time. It's been such a beautiful conversation. Uh, we end every conversation with a rapid fire, but before we do, how can people get involved in your work? If someone's excited about what you're doing, where can they find you? What do you kind of offer? Um, yeah, feel free to share. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram. That's sort of my main platform right now um, at transform underscore coaching. I really do like if you're someone who just is sort of at the beginning stage of this and wants to just find out more, I think the best thing that you could do is just follow me. And I, I like, I provide a lot of valuable content and a lot of um, content mm -hmm. that like you can get a lot out of depending on the work you're willing to put in from, you know, the ideas that I create. So definitely just giving it a follow, checking it out. You can obviously apply to work with me if you go to on my Instagram bio, um, on my link tree, you can apply to work with me. It's also on my website, transform-coaching.com um, to apply to work for me, uh, work with me. And <laughs> yeah. And then I also, I am sort of, I am working on it right now, but I am putting together a group that I'm going to be sharing on my platforms that people can join. And it's really um, about sort of it's going to be like a girls club. So it's really about feminine empowerment in the workplace, because I really believe that mm. a big part of sort of the reason that so many women are burnout is because again, burnout equals out of alignment. And because the way that our system is and the way that our workplace is currently is very aligned to the masculine energy in order to sort of fit in a lot of women end up suppressing their feminine. Mm. And that leads to a lot of burnout um, as well as sort of the scarcity mindset that a lot of women have have in the workplace due to, you know, inequality in the past and mm -hmm. all of that. And so creating that space where women can actually, you know, connect with others, get resources from others, get connected to, you know, new opportunities, because I feel like there's so much of that community within the male space in whether it be like corporate America, entrepreneurship, whatever. But I think that what we really need to be doing as women and in order to, you know, really 
make us feel empowered in the workplace to show up as our full authentic selves, like, and our full feminine energy selves Mm -hmm. is to feel supported by each other. And it's not until we create that community um, that I think that's really going to be possible. And so I'm creating a group so that people can join so that you could just be within the space, be with other people who want to um, really, really step into showing up in the workplace as their full authentic self. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to be dropping that within the next couple of weeks. So if you follow me, you'll see it. And yeah, that's amazing. That's I love it. Way. And we'll add all the links on, on the show notes so people can easily find you. Um, but that's so exciting. Awesome. I love this group that you're creating. I'm seeing more and more things like as a collective pop up. And I think that's what we need. We need more of those. So that's beautiful. Thanks for bringing that to us. All right, let's get into the rapid fire. Um, the first one is how do you unlock your vitality these days? Is there like something or a few things that you've been exploring that feed your vitality? Mm-hmm. I think number one has always been eating well. That will always be my number one thing. Number two, I've really been getting into breath work, which I love. I've, mm-hmm. I think I've always been in like a shallow breather um, and really <laughs> just practicing deep breathing has been a game changer for me. And Mm -hmm. again, that sort of helps you regulate your nervous system. It does all of the good things. So that's been huge for me recently. And then three, because it's summer is just being in the sunlight. Like the sunlight is my source of energy and happiness. And if I can be in the sunlight for five minutes a day, like it completely changes my day. Oh my gosh. Me too. I love that. Um, The next one is what are you saying no to these days? Hmm. What am I saying no to these days? I would say, oh, I'm, I've been practicing and I'm still trying to get better, but saying no to unintentional social media has been huge Mm. for me. The scrolling, the comparing, the going through other people's stuff isn't feeling aligned with me at all recently. And Mm. I've been getting much better, but still need to be saying no more to the time that I spend on social media. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can relate for sure. Especially (laughs) when a lot of our work is there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next one is what is on your nightstand? Is there like a book, glass of water, anything that you may have? I have, sometimes I do have water. I have some crystals um, and I have my notebook. So my higher self notebook or my higher self journal that I always write in, I have another journal. And I also actually recently have been having a basal body thermometer because I've been tracking every morning, mm. uh, my temperature to track my cycle. So that has been a big one that I just leave right there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The next one is if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? That's good. It would be to be easier on yourself. I (laughs) used to put so much pressure on myself. And of course, Mm -hmm. like I still put pressure on myself. But I think that like whenever I do inner child work, it's I just need to show myself compassion and love because I didn't give myself any of that for a really long time because Mm -hmm. I was trying to hold myself up to so many standards of perfection. And truly, I just needed to be easier on myself and to to accept and love myself. That's beautiful. 
Thank you so much. That's all the rapid fire. It's been such a pleasure having you. I feel like we could have talked for two more hours. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And we'll have to have you back. We'll have to do a part two. <laughs> okay, amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. All right, guys, let us know how you're enjoying it on social media. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>